Hello and welcome back to Users First. I'm Al I'm your host Alessio Ferracuti, and today I'm joined by Cameron Michael Brown, career coach, traveler, and UX designer in Web3 Spaces. And our topic today focuses on what an average UX design salary is and what you should do as a UX designer to get the salary that you deserve and that you've been waiting for. But before we dive into the episode, I wanted to remind you to support my podcast, and you can do so by buying me a cup of coffee or by joining my Discord channel from my website, usersfirstpodcast.com. I also do offer mentorships, so make sure to check them out if you're serious about landing a UX role. Before we jump into the show, a little bit about Cameron. He's a UX career coach, and he's been traveling the world as a digital nomad for the past few years while writing for Career Foundry and working as a UX designer in the web three spaces like Discord and Slack channel. And today, he will share with us what salary you should expect when looking for a job. Thanks for joining us today, Cameron. Oh yeah, glad to be here. Definitely glad. Um, so do you want to just kick things off or how do you... How do we do that? That's a wonderful question. So uh, why don't you... Uh, I, you know, it's it's exciting. The re the reason why I I wanted to have you on the podcast is because uh, you really got my attention. Um, you know, by by having your you had your LinkedIn post going viral a, a few yeah. years back, and that reached millions of people. And that was pretty cool. I, I I wanted to talk about a bit about that. And um, yeah, yeah. Why don't Why don't you give us a, a bit of an intro about that? Okay, yeah, definitely. Um, so that was in the beginning of my career. Uh, was I just went to GA and I got through with the cohort and uh, was just in the job hunt. And my thinking was to just, you know, not land a job, like stick to remote work. I want to work remotely and not necessarily get like an office gig. So I just said, hey, let's just start traveling now. I'll pick, I'll get a job at some point. So we go straight to Thailand and I'm just in the job hunt, working, working, working nothing is nothing is clicking i mean i'm applying but no one's saying anything I'm getting no responses um so then i decided that i was going to do 100 jobs in 16 days post the results and then see you know if anybody else gets the same things the same you know responses that i've been getting so i went through the 100 jobs and i only got uh, six i got 16 rejections i think it was three three uh interviews and i got one job which was exactly what I wanted. Yeah. And the, the post, yeah, it just went viral. It was like 2.1, 2.3 million views in like a few days. I was like, I didn't even have a Twitter at that time. <laughs> I had like a Twitter account and like people were talking about it on Twitter. And then my friends were like, hey, they're, they're talking about you over here. Get a Twitter account. And I was like, oh, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Was... Uh, you know, I got, I, that's inspiring for like people that are looking for a job right now. Did you get more... Did, did you start getting um uh, did you start getting people contacting you for jobs after your post after your post went viral yeah i mean tons huh. like i was getting offers in all kinds and just many countries and uh people like wanting help with their careers it was just so many opportunities opened up that's why i tell everyone all it takes is one post that can just it can just change everything so just keep posting even if it doesn't seem like anything's happening know continue the process trust the process basically i love it i love it that's beautiful so if you're a beginning of your career you should put that extra effort you know just don't apply for jobs here and there you know <laughs> do like cameron you know like a hundred jobs in 60 days who does that when i was looking for a job i could barely do 
one job application per day. Camera almost did twice a day. And that takes a lot of effort because you have to write, um, you have to, you know, you have to change your resume, update your portfolio, you know, you have to do the whole um, proposal uh, type of thing. Man, kudos for that, for real. Yeah, I would, I would literally turn the lights off, close the window, shut the door, and just tell everyone I'm not coming out of this room until I apply to you these know. jobs, and I would not leave. And just every day, you get better at it, you know, you get better at a farm. You do, you do. And also, um, life life is expensive too, right? If you're looking for a job, you 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 can be can be looking for a job for like six months or or more. You need you need to get that shit done as soon as you can. And yeah. sixty sixty days uh, is a pretty is a pretty good average. Uh, look, man, uh, you you also were pretty successful on uh, Career Foundry. Like your articles on Career Foundry were on the top search of Google. When I was typing on Google, you asked salaries and, and, and other types of things. Your name came there. And, you know, that's, that's the reason why, why you got my attention. Because, like, you were literally all over the place whenever I was searching for something. Your name was there, uh, <laughs> which was super exciting. So you, you also have ment- uh, apprentices on, uh, on Career Foundry because you're yeah. also a mentor there. So if people are looking for an experienced mentor, Cameron can really help you out with that. So a big shout out to Career Foundry as well. Yeah. And uh, why don't you tell us a bit more on uh, on uh, what um, the average UX design salary um, is, Cameron? Okay, so just currently uh, the numbers are in the US, so sixty nine thousand to four to one hundred fourteen thousand, so on the high end, and for the UK it would be thirty thousand pounds, and then up to sixty five thousand pounds on the high end. Uh, but then also in Canada which has a lower exchange rate. That's one thing you need to keep in mind. Uh, it's 50,000 uh, Canadian dollars and 100,000 Canadian dollars in high end. So just with comparing those salaries, if you understand the exchange rate, you'll see this it varies so much. And then also you have to, to take into account three years ago, it's not the same as it is now. It's a lot higher. So taking into account inflation as well as the company you're thinking about working for as well. There's, there's different, it, it varies. So those are a few things to keep in mind. Basically. Yeah. yeah, that's a very good point right there. Um, that's why I know some people that work, you know, for, for countries where, you know, the, the, the currency is very powerful and they live in countries where the, the country that they live in is not powerful at all. So, they, you know, they get paid a shit ton of money. And then you live in a very in a very poor country, right? Like you've been doing, like you've been traveling, like um, you mentioned the place in Asia, right? It's super cheap over there, so you, it's easier for you to spend your money. Right. And when I when I got out of my cohort, I told them I want to work remote. I saw the benefit of working remote like years ago because you can do that. You can get paid a lot and then live in in a, in a economy where your money goes a lot longer. So currently, I think I get paid in three three different currencies, and I'm working on more because. You know, as the world kind of globalizes, as we have this globalization happening, happening, it's not just about your city, your state, your country. It's about what is the world moving to. UX salaries aren't just compared locally; they're compared globally, and you have access to it. Everyone does, and so these things need to be considered at some point. It's just mm-hmm. gonna, it's just gonna get, it's gonna become more and more important that you understand. Them. I see. How how do I keep how do I keep in consideration like like inflation? How do I know? I don't know how much to get paid now, right? Because maybe 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 like um 
the job, the average job salary for uh, UX design has been the same for the past three years. How do I know? Right. How do how do I see this difference of inflation? Okay. Um, well, it's just one understanding that how inflation works, like taking the time to research and then seeing at what rate the money supply is increasing. So even though a job may not take these things into consideration, you have to, to protect yourself. And when I was when I started out, it was fifty five thousand in the U.S. as a junior designer starting out. Now my students don't. Well, the last two accepted seventy seven thousand in their first jobs. So I always say you can take a smaller role to get your name or get in there. You know, get some experience. Fifty five, but don't sit for two years, a year at this low salary. You're just not. You're not doing yourself a service. You you need to to kind of ask for more. And it, it's difficult. These things take skills, but research is your best friend and having other people in, the similar, in a similar um, experience, like teaming up with other designers. So when they get jobs, you know what they asked for and they're, oh, well, I wish I would have offered more. Now you understand this. So having a team is another good thing. Yeah. Excellent point, excellent point. Never go into uh, job negotiations without knowing your true value. That's when you get screwed because you get underpaid. Every, every potential employee, want, they want to underpay you, right? It's, um, if they can pay you 10, 10K less per year, it's a, obviously it's, yeah. it's a big plus for them, right? And they see your, your initiative, they see, your, um, they see that you're hungry, that you're willing to learn, and they might take advantage of you. Unfortunately, that's a fact. It's happened to me, it's happened to you probably in the past, it's happened to everyone, right? But now, because you have experience, you can tell this uh, about, about it. Um, I was wondering, how do you convince, once you, you know your true value, right? Maybe you've spoken to a couple of other friends that have negotiated it and, you know, and they, they, got a, they got a higher job salary. Uh, how, do you convince potential, how do you convince potential hires of your true market value? Um, okay, so it starts less with them and more with you. You have to understand your value. You have to know that you can do the job. And... That's the first thing is coming into the situation with almost like a neutral confidence where what you have is what you need to do the job. And um, that's the first step. But then also understanding like tactics with, with communicating, like always ask for more and then kind of come down or see what the range is. Like having that background information or, or talking to people who may already have had have the job or in the company and so once you know these things, then you can, you can ask a number that, that they might be comfortable with and you know is a little bit higher than what they're comfortable with. And you have to, if you have any sales experience, I know a lot of people don't, sales are very uncomfortable. That's why a lot of people, the negotiation process is so difficult. But there's a, there's a, a, a tactic where the first person to speak typically loses. So if I tell you an offer and I just keep quiet, I don't say, oh, well, maybe I'll come down. You just want to be, you just want to be aware of how sales work. That's a very important skill to have. Yeah. So that's that's yeah. one of the tricks. I yeah. Good point that you brought up right there. And now that you mentioned this about negotiating, I I read a book recently that really really helped me out with all of this stuff. And the the book is called um I think it's called Negotiate as your life depends on it. I don't know if you ever heard Cameron. Uh, no, 
Oh, yeah, uh, it's a basically a really cool book of this uh, FBI agent that has 20 plus uh, years of experience and he's been negotiating all of his life with people that are kidnappers or they're uh, bank robbers that they that uh, they want something in exchange, right? And some of the things that they say is that when you're in, in a negotiation, whatever it is, if it's a job salary or whatever, you know, first, right, you need to be asking for more of what you're worth it. And another thing that he says is to be willing to walk away. So you have to go into the negotiation fearless. And that's why you mentioned you have to know yourself because you have to know yourself. You have to know that you're going to be walking away if you engage in that 20K extra that you'll be asking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's definitely important being able to walk away from the table. Um, and just know, like, it's not just like when you're getting interviewed, you're not just being interviewed. You're also interviewing them. Because if you get into a place where you don't fit, you're going to be uncomfortable, you're going to be stressed. It's not going to be a good fit for you as well. So understand they're benefiting from having you a part of their, as having you a part of their company. Don't feel like, oh, I'm coming to them and begging. At no point are you begging. And you, you will ne- there will never be another you so it's like you're worth so much more than anyone can probably pay once they realize that it's just you have to realize it first that's a yeah that's a very good point right there what is the benefit that you're bringing in the company and Mm -hmm. by not having you what are they losing right so pros and cons right is that and what is uh what is what is it the what is the your uniqueness that you're bringing to the table because there is a, a shit ton of other designers like you what is it that makes you unique? What is it that other designers can give to the business, right? And that's what are going to make you stand out. You, have to, you need to be able to communicate that and you need to be uh, very confident about it. Yes, yes. Beautiful, man. How, how, do, you find, how do you find opportunities uh, for, your, for your first role? Let's say that was um, you know, a, a person that was just starting out in UX and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm looking on LinkedIn, there is a lot of stuff. A lot of it, it's also very discouraging because... Uh, they, they all have like these three to four, to four years uh, of job experience required. Um, right, is, right. Do you know any other uh, ways of how people could potentially find for, look for jobs? Um, so th- this is where like, I like to talk about Web3. Like mm. <laughs> it's, yes. it's a space that's a bit more, um, it's a bit more accepting of junior designers, understanding and helps them to develop. So you can go into, uh, and, and it's like with being paid in crypto, it's kind of one of those things people don't really like to do, but it's kind of the future of things. And I think junior designers can get experience and interact with developers, interact with designers that are on, on a completely different skill level and will still feel comfortable with helping because they're not getting paid by a company where it's like, you only help these people. In Web3, a lot of people are, are, are more, they're more likely to, to help you and, and develop and help you grow and, and become a part of the team. So I, I definitely would say looking into that direction. But if you're looking at corporate, uh, a, a corporate job for a junior designer, when they ask three to five years, I typically don't tell my students to go for that. I say go for one to two. Three is kind of a stretch, but sometimes companies will ask for things and they don't understand what it is that they're looking for. So Three to five years is not an entry level position, but if you apply and let's say you get an interview, now you have the experience of that interview. So in the next one, you understand how, how to kind of 
to communicate or how to interact. And it's like, you've reached for something higher. Now, when you pull back, you'll reach for something that's closer and you'll feel more comfortable. So I always say, even with those jobs, apply to them. Um, so but just know, yeah, companies, sometimes they just don't know what they, what they want. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Um, yeah, you have to be very careful. You have to, that's why when you go into job interviews, it's important to stay very calm and very confident about your needs. Um, don't get too overexcited and be the one to ask questions. Um, because you need to make sure it's, it kind of fits your needs, right? Getting a job is cool. Getting paid is cool. But getting a job that doesn't fit your needs and uh, it's going to make you waste one year, really, it's not cool at all. It's not. It's not. And I would say one of the biggest things that people kind of miss in interviews is not displaying their passion. When you talk about your projects, are you passionate about them? When you, when you talk about, oh, how you got into the industry, are you actually excited to talk about these things? And so I see that's like a big thing. People are like, why, do I, why are they not connecting with me in interviews? Because you aren't connected with what you're talking about. You need to show passion. <laughs> so not getting excited, but being passionate about design. Yeah, that's one one of the skills that people uh, sometimes really lack on. Like, uh, you don't need to be an extrovert person to to be like very enthusiastic about what you do. You can also be uh, a very introvert person, but you can tell when someone is passionate about what they do. Like um, the hand gestures they use, the 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 tone of voice. You know when it changes, when it gets uh, louder. Uh, the, the the types of terms that you use. I think com- communication skills are some of the most important stuff that you can learn nowadays. To be honest, hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. yeah, especially with traveling the world, you learn communication. <laughs> really? Like? Yeah. Like how? Like most of it is nonverbal. Like I can I can mind things out and and I can just like look at someone even if they're speaking in a language I've never heard. It's like we can still communicate if you just keep this. It's almost like stay open and don't think so much about I don't understand you and I'm trying to understand you. It's like kind of coming out of yourself yeah you learn a lot about communication that's great yeah i know what you're saying um you know like do you know do you know that english is not my first language so oh. my first like my first language is italian the um was it until six years ago i didn't know any word whatsoever in english what and now i have a podcast in it right i have a podcast speaking in english so that's that's pretty funny as hell so i went to a school to learn english I was uh, six years ago. I was in Toronto, right? So my, I, I converted all of my money from euro to, to Canadian dollars. I, was, I felt like I was super rich. And uh, <laughs> talking about inflation and currencies exchanges, uh, just to be in the topic. But so I was in this English school, right? Where I, where I studied English. And um, my English level in the beginning, I think was one out of 10 was two. So mm-hmm. I, didn't, I wasn't able to communicate at all. And I was learning English with other people whose uh, communication level was also too. So how did we communicate? It's funny to say, it must sound stupid as hell, but we communicated with hand gestures and like, um, uh, you know, like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's kind of weird to say like, uh, you know, like thanking each other, we would be doing like this and, um, you know, right. to go out to the pub, we would, we would use the hand gestures, you know, like drinking like this and <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty funny. But there no, is like it, a connection. There is a connection that is built, that is beyond words. And you, yeah. you can also be like, you can also be like very genuine and honest without actually using the words, but it's more about showing, showing, not yeah. telling. Pretty yes. cool. 
I completely agree. Like I'm learning sign language, teaching my daughter. And supposedly within two hours of two people coming together who speak different sign language, um, I guess uh, they speak to, cause you know, there's like ASL, there's other ones as well, but like if you put them together in two hours, they can communicate. You can't do that with like an English speaker and maybe like a Vietnamese speaker. Like it doesn't, it doesn't click within two hours. It takes a while. So hand signs and gestures, definitely a big part of communication yeah i, I love that man that's a, it's a beautiful conversation I, I would have never thought that uh from ux salaries we would go to uh to this communication stuff to be honest i love i love like these uh these conversations man they they can take us anywhere really uh look mm -hmm. going back to the ux design salary um right. uh, type of uh type of discussion so uh you know we said uh, we said to the people that are starting ux design to know their own value right uh, to be aware of inflation. So, uh, you know, make sure before you go into a job interview that you take in consideration the place where you live in, the lifestyle that you have, um, yes. the, your current market value in, in the actual country that you're applying for. And um, besides that, there is also other platforms where you can find for jobs and they're called Web3 Spaces and they're like platforms like Discord where um, yeah. people can also get paid in cryptocurrencies, which is the, the future uh, currencies that... Um, well, it is the, the current currencies that people are using to buy stuff. Uh, I know yeah. even Tesla right now is implementing, uh, you know, like um, Bitcoin or Ethereum to actually buy in like some of their cars. So it, it's wow. becoming real. I know Expedia, I think uh, you, can, you can book hotels on Expedia uh, by using crypto. So it, it is becoming real. It yeah. is becoming real. You're right about that. And, uh, you know, be, being an effective uh, communicator, right? When um, these, are, these are kind of the things that we talked about. When you go into uh, applying for jobs, uh, some people get discouraged about um, about the roles that they're applying for. Do, do you have any tips for that? Because you, you've been through the process. You've been, uh, you actually did it in 60 days, 100 times. So you, <laughs> you're the best person to ask it to. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with the whole confidence with, with applying to a job, we live in the age of information. There is nothing you can't learn. There's, there's literally nothing. So you can... You, what the, the skills you have now probably aren't the ones that you need to do everything. But like, I've seen a guy who's like junior designer going straight to senior. And, you know, he went in Slack and he was like, hey, this is what's happening. I just got the senior job. I don't want to let it go, but I need help. So anytime I have a question, I'm going to reach out on Slack. And he leveraged the power of that community to get the job done. So when you think about what skills you have, don't just think about what you have now but what resources you can use to get the job done. It's like, you have more than you think. And that's where you can have like confidence is knowing that you are resourceful and that you can do things outside of your scope of what you think you can do. Yeah. I love that. Uh, very concise, very concise and helpful. Sometimes I feel like um, because we have too much nowadays, too, too, much, too much information that is useful, we get lost in it and we don't know where we don't know anymore where to look. Uh, I don't know if you ever, um, if you ever experienced that type of uh, confusion. Sometimes I do, uh, like because I because there is so much so much articles about um, you know UX methods or like about about a certain thing. How do I know which one is right? Uh, how do I know which one is uh, is correct information? So sometimes that scares me because I'm I'm not really sure if I'm following the right advice. But what you mentioned, I don't know if it makes sense what I'm saying. No, it does. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, like maybe maybe a way to solve that could be 
do your own research and then validate it with a person that has experience in it, like the person that contacted you on Slack. Yeah, definitely. Mentorship is, is insanely valuable. The difference between having a mentor and not having a mentor is, let's say you're in the job, in, job market for two years without a mentor. I've seen people get jobs in three months just with a mentor. So having an actual person to validate these things with and, and share like, oh, you know, that, that never happened to me. I've never experienced that. Having a few of those is insanely valuable. I cannot stress that enough. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Oh. So in, in summary, um, Cameron, for the people who um, you know are, are are getting to know UX design and uh, and I um, want to get into the field, uh, you know, in summary, they should get to know their value, be effective communicators, passionate about what they do, um, be uh, be um, be informed uh, uh, and empowered by by the stuff that you see online. And also yes. find a mentor, right? So a person that guides you through the path. You have all the information you need. You're a very confident person, but you also need some guidance. We all do. We're still learning every day. Uh, and uh, it's important to have the kind of guidance. Uh, that's some really solid advice, man. Do, is there anything else that you feel like uh, we, we missed that we should, uh, that we should tell the, um, the listeners? No, um, I think we're good understanding global, globalization, exchange rates, different currencies, um, just like understanding your value. No, I think we're good. I think, I think we went through a lot of good stuff. <laughs> Beautiful. I, I, I love these episodes, you know, when we, when, we, when we don't talk much, but we show a lot. You know, and I, I like you for that because, like, you're a very concise person. You can, uh, you can, really, con- um, can really make your, um, <clears throat> you can really make, like, very concise um, sentences and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and show your thoughts in a very brief way. Not a lot of people do have that, that kind of skill. <laughs> yeah. <good> no. <laughs> oh, cheers. You know, I, want, I wanted to say not many, not many people do, and I'm working on the skill myself, you know, and be able to talk less, but actually communicate more. It's very important. A big shout out to your skills. Thank you very much. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, thanks again for uh, being on the show, Cameron. This uh, this was a true pleasure. So again, there was uh, there was a Cameron um, UX career coach, traveler, and UX designer on the Web Three Places. And I hope right now you will also be a UX designer on Web Three Places because I will definitely go check them out, see if I can make some money off crypto. And if you enjoyed some uh, this episode and learned something useful and want to help me out. Again, you can do that from my website, usersfirstpodcast.com. And you can join my Discord channel where we, we post job opportunities. And um, I also give, you know, uh, free portfolio reviews to people that are struggling to find a job and they don't know what's going on. Uh, so like, um, like uh, Cameron mentioned earlier, we're here to help each other out. And if you need some guidance, I'm there for you. And if you also need some uh, extra additional guidance from a very senior person, you can contact uh, Cameron from the Career Foundry website. Thanks again for listening to Users First. Never miss an episode by subscribing on the uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or whatever streaming platform that you listen to. 